This is Melbourne calling. Welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. With the overpowering stench of lavender. Toodle pip. Hey, hey, come over here, go over there. Don't be scared now, yeah. Lift up your head, hold out your hand, pull up your pants. Now why did you pull down your pants? We only just met, but that's why I like you. People connecting, grandma's laughing, nostalgia and ethnic dancing. And uh, that was a great song, and I, I played that one because uh, of the movie they've just released on Stan Flicks about Helen Reddy. That's Ah, My Sister. Ah, My Sister, which is a great song. She has a wonderful voice, Helen Reddy, but uh, an average kind of an attitude. Yes. Unfortunately. Uh, hello, mm. kiddies, and welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. I am one of your hosts, Ms. Edith Vale, and I'm joined by my favourite person in the entire world, my dearest friend, I'd be nothing without oh. her, Mrs. Maureen McGillicuddy. What have I done to deserve compliments like that, my girlfriend? You've been a rock to me for many years, love, and that's more than anyone could ever ask for. That's right. You know, nowadays, uh, not everyone has a rock. Uh, a lot of people no. have to have to pay for that with a psychologist. But uh, you know what they what they charge a hundred bucks an hour for. I just give away for a hug at Christmas time. Of course, we are also joined by the woman with the most parking fines in Australia, Miss Caroline Springs. Hello, Caroline. How are you? Love? You're right, Kat. That's always bothered me, Edith, because uh, I think that's a little unfair. Uh, she has a parking fine now that is worth over $18,000 because of the fees, etc., in Fremantle. And she's never been to Western Australia. That's so unfair, you know. And uh, with the way things are going, no one ever will go there. Mm. Uh, what have you been up to, love? How's your week been? What's news? You know, Melbourne, we might all be stuck inside the house, not able to go anywhere. But my God, I managed to fit so much into a week. <laughs> it's a... It is crazy. Uh, what's uh, What has been happening? Well, the, those bloody uh, protests have been on, haven't they? Yes, we had the protests, of course. Daniel Andrews, the Premier of uh, Victoria, of course, extended our lockdown a couple of weeks mm. ago. Mm. And uh, so we are going to be in lockdown oh, probably until I'm dead. I reckon the only way I'm leaving this lockdown is feet first. <laughs> Uh, anyway, he got up there and, uh, you know, he gave us... Uh, they're calling it a roadmap. I always thought a roadmap was a Malways. The Malways, yeah. Yes, no, but this is this is a, a roadmap. Uh, it's a wanky word, really. Uh, I think Daniel Andrews might have gone to one of those, you know, image consultants or something. <laughs> and uh, they're calling it a roadmap out of, of this uh, complete... Roadmap. Uh, ...hellhole of a city that we're in at the moment. Um, and we will talk about that a little mm. bit more. Uh, later on in this episode. But sorry, love, you were talking about the protests, weren't you? The protests, yes. Well, uh, for those of you that don't know, these protests are by anti-maskers. So they don't... They don't like masks? Is that right? I think they don't believe in them. Right. Well, that, that's, that's funny you say that because I watched the news... And a lot of them were wearing masks. Uh, no, that was their face, love. It looked like a Halloween mask, but that's that's what a lot of those people look like. Right. Anyway, uh, the the mentioning roadmaps and these protests, uh, I had to. I was driving that day. I had to to leave the house to go and get a new number plate. Uh, and the, the, as I was driving through to go to Vic Roads, the protests got in the way. I couldn't. I was held up for hours as they were oh. crossing St Kilda Road 
and uh, and they are bastards. They are bastards. I like my old number plate. I love it. And I didn't want to get rid of it, but you have to now. The, the, the government's changing all the number plates. Have you heard about this? Yeah. Well, on the number plates, it says in Victoria, Victoria, the place to be. Yes. Uh, and they've changed it to Victoria, the place to be at home between the hours of 8pm and 6am and for only four reasons to leave the house to do shopping, exercise, caregiving or work and that's on the bottom of the number. The number plates are a lot bigger than they used to be. Yes, I was going to say, it must wrap around the car. It wraps around halfway around my car. I can't right. open my back doors anymore. Right. But it's, it's. Uh, look, I understand. Everyone's got a right to protest. No, uh, I, 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 I don't know about this this woman uh, in Ballarat, the pregnant bird. Oh, yes. She organised the, the, the protest. Yes, and they tried to arrest her. And what the <laughs> cops don't realise is you can't arrest a pregnant woman. It's yep. true. That's a law. Yep. That's a law yep, in that's Australia. That's a law. And that's why I have so many children. I just mm. Every time I felt like committing a crime, I'd go and, and get knocked up again. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> Commandant Andrews failed to remember that one. Can't get around that one, mate. No. <laughs> I remember, I don't know, what, 19, 1950, would have been 1957, I reckon, mm. uh, Edith and I went to go and have lunch in the city. Uh, on Burke Street, I think it was, right? Burke Street yes. or Collins Street? Might have been Collins Street. It was I think Collins between Street, Elizabeth yes. and Swanston. Yes. Must have been Col- yes. And uh, the, near the near the, uh, the Hague's chocolate shop there. And we had lunch. And Edith walked in and she had a little bump. I said, Edith, I spy. And she goes, <laughs> you got me. I was going to steal a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <And she laughs> we didn't pay for lunch that day, though, did we? <laughs> we certainly did not. And on my way out, not only did I eat my lunch, but I stole someone else's on the way out. <laughs> Don't, because we'll get in trouble now. <laughs> what else has been happening? Oh, Pauline Hanson's in the news again. Oh, good. Good. What's she doing now? She's got such a sense of humour. You remember... <laughs> At the start of the lockdown, and all those those people in the commission mm. housing, they got locked yes. in and they weren't allowed to leave. That's right. Turns out Pauline Hanson tried to send every person in, <laughs> in, 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 in the tower a little stubby holder. <laughs> and it said, I'll say the things you're too afraid to say. <laughs> And she put, a little, she put a little handwritten note with it saying, no hard feeling. <laughs> oh, it's like sending someone on the Titanic a bucket of ice, <laughs> a bottle of water. She is oh, so she's funny. funny. She's so funny. Oh, but politicians aren't funny anymore. No. Now. And that's that's a real problem. I, I have a real problem with uh, the way Australia treats Pauline because she is a genuinely funny and talented woman. And everyone just thinks she's a bitch. She's not a bitch. No, and best fish and chips in Queensland. Best I've had. You bet. Uh, you know, I, I, I had lunch with Pauline maybe two years ago. As the president of the Victorian chapter of the One Nation Party, I get to have lunch with her once a year or so. Oh, yes. And uh, she, uh, she, as soon as she walked in the restaurant, I knew she was there because I could smell fried scallops. Oh, yes. People, if you've not met Pauline Hanson, she smells like fried scallops. All day, 
every day, yeah. She does, yeah, yes. Have you ever tried her battered salve? Battered salve? No, I don't think I've, I've had the fortune of putting my lips around her. Oh, listeners, next time, if you ever see Pauline Hanson in the street, I want you to go up to her and say, Hey, g'day, Pauline, big fan, can I have a lick of your battered salve? Oh, it is delicious. Little bit of chicken salt, some aioli. Mm. Oh, it's beautiful. Absolutely lovely. Mm. Creamy. It is creamy. Mm. What else? Uh, well, I saw actually on the news the other day uh, that on Studio Ten, which is what uh, that's where I get my news from. Which is uh, nearly nearly finished now, I think. Well, I was very scared and disappointed uh, to hear that so many of the cast were leaving, but the new version of it starts on Monday, and uh, well, you know, I, I don't know. I'll give it a try. I'm not sure it'll be as good without Joe Hildebrand in it, but uh, I'll give it a shot. But they were talking about that the Kardashians, which is a family, not a motor vehicle, was uh, finishing up, which I just, I, you know, for some people that will be terrible news, for other people it will be good news, but for some it's a little close to home. A little close to home. Yes, I was. You know, I love the mm. Kardashians. I've always loved. I used to watch Sylvania Waters. Remember that one? Yeah. I've always loved reality television, and uh, and <laughs> and oh, I love you know Kim and Courtney and oh, they're just they're wonderful. They're wonderful. Yes, well, I uh, I I, listen, I I watch it with the volume off though because they're dumb as dog shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I put three AW on in the background and I just pretend that the people. That the Kardashian little girls are saying what's coming through on 3AW. Sometimes I put it yes. on at the same time as the footy, so it looks like they're commentating the footy. <laughs> I, uh, but the, the Kardashians for me, uh, they're a little, they're friends of mine, especially Christine, the mother. She's a good friend of mine, and uh, and we've known each other. I don't know. 20 years or so and uh, she came to me she was here traveling on in and and she came along to us a country ladies association meeting we were chatting afterwards seemed like a nice bird she goes i'm thinking of exploiting my family to make billions of dollars i said well you may as well love i said i've got a bit of experience in in uh, you know the entertainment industry with groups of course uh i used to manage a band i was a band manager uh, a, a group called the cockroaches i don't know if i regret it or not to be completely honest with you they I, they got a bit silly for me they uh, they changed their name from the cockroaches which i thought had a you know good name to it you know it's a unique name uh, they changed it to the wiggles ah that's not for, that sounds silly imagine standing at hell please welcome the wiggles no one's listening to that. That's that's uh, silly names. I don't know what ended up happening to them. I should check in. But uh, I, I gave her a little bit of advice. I said, uh, you know, uh, why not make your daughter have a sex tape? Yes. yes. You know, have have Ray J fuck her and then release a video and call it Luke, and and start from there. And I I, I believe she did that. And and power to her. I remember actually that day that when she came and visited you and was talking to you about perhaps joining up with the Country Ladies Association because while you were looking after her, I was looking after her husband. Do you remember this? And he also said to me, you know, I'd love to to join the Country Ladies Association. And I said, well, I'm sorry, love, you can't, you know. You're a bloke. Mm. Um, but he's sorted that out now. Right. And uh, is, a, is a signed-up member. Oh, terrific. Well, thank you for your support. Ah, uh, well, that's...
that's good news. So the, the Kardashians said, at least I'll always have my DVDs of them. I'll be able to watch yeah. it again. Yes. What else is happening? What? Oh, God, there is so much on. Is, so, so much, much has on. happened since the last episode. Of course, we had the, the whole scandal up in New South Wales. And the um, government nearly collapsed over the koalas. What is, happened? Did, did you not see this on the news? I've missed this whole thing that's gone over my head. You've got to start following politics, love. Be a responsible citizen. You're always watching your cartoons, your family guy and your South Park. You've got to watch something serious, love, every now and then. You've got to read a book and a newspaper. I do watch serious ones. I watch Rugrats. It's very educational. Well, what happened, uh, basically, is that New South Wales has a coalition government, which means that they have uh, the Liberal Party and the National Party. Right. And uh, they made an agreement that they were going to protect a few extra... uh, bits of land for some koalas and then okay. and then the National Party decided that they weren't happy with that deal so they'd threatened to, to walk and that would mean that the whole party would fall apart they wouldn't have majority power anymore and so old right. Bin Chick and Gladys decided that she'd call their bluff so she said right you've got till 9am blacks you can't have one leg in the party one leg out the party we're not doing the hokey pokey here she said either you're all in or you're all out yeah fair enough they said alright well we're in and and uh, so it's all sorted. But uh, yes, nearly fell apart over koalas. Imagine not wanting to protect koalas. Imagine thinking that that's a good political <laughs> move. Especially when so many of them died in the bushfires. <laughs> that's so ironic, isn't it? It's almost exactly the same uh, you know, sequence of events as the, uh, the, the CLA issue we had with the hooded plovers, you know, the Thinornis rubicollis. <gasps> oh, in 89, I remember. Isn't it? Because I, I, I would, for a little bit of background, uh, the Country Ladies Association had a uh, in-kind partnership with the RSPCA, and and I said to the RSP, the, the the boss of the RSPCA way back when, and I was president then. I said, listen, mate, we've got a real problem with the hooded plovers. I said, they're going to be gone, mate. They're all going to be gone. They'll be the, you know, they'll be feathers in a in a child's art project. Soon enough, if we don't do something, and he said, "I'm sorry, but it's out. You know that that's not within our budget. You know we don't want to do that." I said, "This is uh, this will come back to bite you on the bum, mate. Don't worry." I said, "You you you're going to really, really, really struggle to bounce back from this one." And uh, anyway, they sent me a letter in the end, and they said, uh, "We can't help you, the Country Ladies Association of Victoria. We can't help you. I've got it framed the letter, because the uh, hooded plover only lives in Western Australia." Uh, well, that does make it difficult. It's a very uh, special relationship we have with the RSPCA. Mm. Um, it's it's a cyclical relationship that we have with them, uh, and what that means is, you know, we raise money for them. We sell goods mm. at the, uh, you know, at, at, at the fates, at the school fates. You might have seen us down mm. there, or at the Royal Melbourne Show. We have lovely baked goods and things, uh, and in return, what they do for us is they give us all of the euthanized cats and mm-hmm. dogs from the homes, and uh, we put them into the sausage rolls and the baked pies and things mm. like that, and we sell those. It's, and that's what cyclical means, basically. Oh, that's it. That, if you open the dictionary, that's what's in there, yeah. Uh, so we have a word from one of our sponsors, Liv? I think that's not a bad idea. Let's make some cashola. Famous actress Liza Minnelli. 
I was in iconic films that you'll all know and love, such as Cabaret, Arthur, or Arthur II, playing exactly the same character in each of them. You know, when I was a little girl, it wasn't trendy to have gay kids. But these days, it's all the trend. So I'm starting a conversion camp. Turn your kids gayer than one of my ex-husbands in one long weekend. <laughs> my intensive homo-stravaganza program will have your son up at 10 for brunch. Then it's on to Pilates, an eyebrow wax, and an afternoon of intense fussy dance workshops. Food and drinks are provided by me. Well, cocaine and champagne, that is. My mama, Judy Garland, you may have heard me talk about her before, told me when I was a little girl that I could turn any man gay. Well, I'm gonna prove it to you, mama. I won't let you down. Send me an email or call me on 1-300-429-429 or visit my site to book your kid in now at LizaMinelli.com. That's Liza with a Z, not Lisa with an S. Cause Lisa with an S goes schnoz. It's Z instead of S. Lie instead of Lee. It's simple as can be. See, Liza? Then M-I-double-N, then E-double-L-I. You double up the N, that's not new. Then E-double-L, end it with an I. That's what you say. Minnelli, it's Italian. Blame it on Papa. What can I do? Every Sandra is a Sandra. Every Mary who's really Marie. Every Joan who is a Joanne has got to agree with me when I've I don't want to go back to bed. I'm fine where I am. Now, kiddies, we have something very important to tell you. Uh, of course, uh, we normally, outside of COVID, host a monthly bingo night at the 86. It's very popular. We have been doing them uh, online via Zoom uh, this year uh, because, of course, we can't have you come and visit us, which is very sad, isn't it, love? <laughs> and we didn't do one in September because the lockdown laws have gotten so strict in Melbourne we can't be in the same room as each other. So we put one on sale on October 5th. Now, you will have seen that, of course, the lockdown laws have been extended past, uh. well past October the 5th. But we made a promise to you that we would do Granny Bingo uh, online, and we will do it. We will work out a way to do it. It mm -hmm. might mean that we're doing it from separate rooms. We don't know. But it will be happening. Uh, we may have to do it from outdoors. <laughs> we, might, we aren't sure. Um, but it will be happening, even if I have to move in with you. By hook or by crook or by Zoom. So, of course, if you are in Melbourne, you'll have absolutely nothing to do and you have no excuse but to attend. Mm. Uh, and if you're not in Melbourne, you can still play. In fact, you can play from anywhere in the world. That's right. Uh, all you need to do is jump on to comedyrepublic.com.au and uh, grab your tickets there. That is uh, Monday the 5th of October. That'll be happening. Oh, we've just, I've got a little bit of work to do after we uh, we do the podcast on just doing the roadmap uh, to the next Zoom bingo. I've just got to pull together the yes. roadmap after that. So. Uh, now, speaking of roadmaps and lockdowns mm. and extensions, of course, we said before we talk a bit more about this later in the episode, right. and that's what we're we're doing. Right. For those of you outside of Melbourne, 
Daniel Andrews, the Premier, has extended our lockdown yeah. because he gets his, I don't know, he's sick in the head. He gets his sits and giggles from, from keeping little old ladies locked up in their bunkers. There's no other reason he'd be, he'd be doing this. No. And he's released what they're calling a roadmap. Now, if roadmap. you thought the Liberal Party were good at spinning bullshit... They've got another thing coming. <laughs> a roadmap. Uh, most people would have just called it a plan, uh, a projected forecast, something like that. But we're calling it a roadmap um, because we have to appeal to the lowest common denominator here in Australia. And uh, so little Danny Boy has released uh, this roadmap. Mm. And so we thought we would explain it to you. In fact, we're obliged to explain it to you, aren't we, love? That's right. Uh, the, the Country Ladies Association is legally a branch of the Army Reserves, uh, and therefore we have a provision of funding from the federal and state governments uh, to carry out our duties as the Country Ladies Association. And we may be called upon at any time. When was the last time they called on the Country Ladies Association for military service? I think um, it was... Afghanistan. Afghanistan it was. Mm, mm, I was over there, yeah. Yeah, I, I tell you, for a very, very rich and powerful person, Osama bin Laden's house was not very nice. <laughs> I was surprised. I was really surprised. And they clearly don't even have an Ikea over there, my God. No, no, dreadful. Uh, but yes, as Maureen was saying, we have been called upon to sort of explain to an older generation how this roadmap is going to work. Mm. So we've written out some FAQs. We're distributing these around uh, the nursing homes and, and at the Country Ladies Association meetings. Mm. And uh, we thought it might be helpful to read them out on our top-rated podcast as That's well. right. Uh, well, should we get started on, on reading some of the questions? Yes, so we've written these with an older generation in mind, of course. Uh, what's, what's the first FAQ we came up uh, with? Love? My hearing aids are not working and I need to take them to the shop to be fixed. I catch the bus. Am I still able to? Uh, well, look, unless the bus is blown up uh, or you're dead, I suppose you can. No, no, love, sorry, you'll have to talk louder. They've got hearing aids. They said. You've got to read the question. Oh, right. Oh, oh, louder. Okay. Um, yes! Is that, would that be loud enough? Yes. Well, that's, well, they can. Well, that's an essential service. They can, yeah. Okay, wonderful. Yes, all right. Uh, what's the next FAQ? It's my granddaughter's birthday next month, and she's turning 21. As this is a milestone event, is there an exemption for family members to attend her birthday? That's a very good question. Uh, granddaughter's birthday? Technically, no. But uh, we are, you know, looking to help out our fellow person here. Um, of course, there is an extended allowance after the 28th of September uh, for funerals. So... Technically, you could be in attendance, but you would have to die first. Right. Uh, but then if you were to die and, and coincide your funeral with your granddaughter's mm -hmm. birthday, she'd be allowed to have up to 10 people plus a celebrant. So, okay. uh, you know, family sacrifice there, I think. Uh, okay, the next one. My husband and I love the cricket and are life members of the MCC. Can I attend the cricket this year at the MCG? Um, well... You're only allowed five people outdoors for a gathering, and that'll be from the 28th of October, and they can only be from two households. Right. Uh, and considering, I think, there's only the two families in the entire state of Victoria that still attend the mm. cricket, yes, that should be fine. Uh, should be okay. Yes. 
I think that's the McNamara's uh, from Foster and the Catalano's from uh, down just past it along. Uh, they're the two families mm. that still still watch the cricket. So, yes, you lot will be all right, yeah. And I don't think it's so much a problem with the MCG because uh, under the law of precedence, I'll have to look into this before you take my advice, but I think you can just steal the MCG whenever you want to. Do you know that, Edith? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, no. It's it's it's, it's under the law of precedence because uh, when the European settlers came here, that was a really important piece of land for the indigenous people where the MCG has been ah. built. The gigantic monstrosity of a stadium was built. was a very, very important, just by, you know, closest to the Yarra, important place for the indigenous peoples. So, uh, under the law of precedence, it's all yours. Fine, just keep it, uh, I think is the answer to that FAQ. Mm. What's the next one? Myself and four friends love going to the Crown Casino for a active day out, enjoying the live entertainment, the restaurants, and, of course, the pokies. Can I still attend? Yes, that's that's a very good question. Uh, and the answer to that one is, uh, yes, you will be able to attend as soon as possible. The government's working very quickly um, to have uh, an exemption made for Crown Casino because, as we have discovered in a lot of Western countries, um, the virus can't replicate if there is a poker machine nearby uh, and, and that poker machine is creating tax revenue for the government, uh, especially if it's owned by a large conglomerate. Uh, that means that the virus can, can definitely not replicate there. So, yes, that will be possible very soon. That must be similar because I went to the supermarket the other day uh, at Coles and I noticed because obviously with the supermarket they don't hand you very much now. Maybe if you go to the deli they wear a glove and they hand it to you. You don't really come into contact with anyone. But I did notice when I was checking out through the express aisle I had 13 items in the eight aisle. <laughs> Eight item aisles. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. I did notice someone buying cigarettes, and the man behind the counter picked them up with his hand out of the uh, cigarette counter and handed them to the person. And so I imagine there's an immunity to a global pandemic disease like COVID for cigarettes as well, because it's taxed too. Isn't it funny how everyone started wearing gloves now at work? Well, even my gynaecologist has as well. Here's another one that the government has supplied that they want an elderly Australian answer to. Uh, when will children be returning to school? Oh, that's a very good question. Let me get a complicated one. Have you got the roadmap? Can you open that up for me, Lo? I can. Hang on, I'll get the roadmap out. Hang on. Oh, can you hold that yes. end? I'll just... Hang on. Oh, I'll have to move my chair back. Hang Keep on. Keep walking. On. Watch out for the table. Oh. Oh, wait for the table behind oh. you. Yes. Come on. No. Yep, you're it. Uh, hang on, I'll just pin it to the wall because otherwise it will fall down. Okay, let's have a look. Oh, damn it, it's on the other side. Turn it over. (laughs) Okay, there we go. There we go. I think it's in the middle. Here we go, start here, start here. All right, so here's the answer. Can children go back to school? If the children are in years 11 and 12... 
uh, or primary school. They may be able to go back to school on the 28th of September, provided that the average case is between 5 and 10, unless, of course, they live in a rural area, in which case the average number may be between 10 and 15. Now, of course, if they go to a private school, then that is at the discretion of the school itself. And if they go to a public school, then they may be forced to return at the discretion of the principal, provided there's been no case in the local community of that school. Now, if the children are in grade 1 to year 10, uh, then, of course, it will be the 28th of October. Now, that's only if they don't study one of the important subjects. The important subjects, of course, being trade and economics. Now, trade and economics will be going back earlier because, of course, they do have some practical elements that they have to be doing in the classroom. Uh, Exams will be postponed, of course, until January of next year, unless, of course, the child has a hope of getting into a university. And we're really only looking at the inner-city schools for that one in which case the exams will be held in December. Now, if the child studies the arts, they won't be returning to school. What's the point? They may as well learn to make coffee now at home with mum and dad. Uh, And if they go to a religious school, then, well, you can send them back when allowed, but it might be safer to keep them home. Does that make sense? Is that straightforward? Great advice. Yeah, I think that very clearly answers it, Edith. And I don't reckon there's going to be too many kids finishing school this year wanting to be a nurse. (laughs) No, I don't think so. Okay, well, we hope that uh, clears... It up for you, of course. The government will release more FAQs. And you know what? We are here. We are open. We can dumb it down for you. We can we cut through. We'll cut through and we'll we'll dribble down and we'll bubble up and we'll get you what you need. We're here for you. <laughs> Dokey dookie day. Uh, what have we got next? Uh, I don't know. Can you check the roadmap, please? Yes, yes, I've done a roadmap this week because I usually do a run sheet for every episode, but I thought, no, I'll be cool and do a roadmap. It's such a buzzword at the moment. Let's have a mm. look at the roadmap. Oh! It says here the next step of this podcast is Agony Grands. This is one of our favourite segments, isn't it? Oh, I love it. Do you know, I actually had it written into my contract or my roadmap that I won't do an episode unless we have Agony Grands in it. That's right. and That's why we've done it every single episode. You could leave it out one month. I don't listen to it. <laughs> I couldn't bear listening to this garbage. No, only really dumb people listen to trash like this. Yeah. Really uneducated, bogan filth listen to this sort of crap. But hey, they sign up to our Patreons, the dumbasses. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> they turn up to bingo, don't they? Oh, the microphone. Sorry, we're oh, recording. Ooh, we're oh, recording. Oh, we're recording. Uh, uh, well, as they say, uh, only boring people get bored. That's right. And they listen to Granny Bingo Wireless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me sensible, be sensible. Okay, this is a segment, kiddies, okay. where you can write in letters and we'll give you some advice if you've got a little bit of a problem. Uh, have you printed off all of the letters that we've received? Mm. I'm sorry. Yes, I do. Sorry, I was just having my Sunday morning whiskey. Ooh, yum, yum. Uh, Here we go. Here's first letter. Uh, Dear Edith and Maureen, I have a bit of a delicate question to ask. Ooh, this is where we shine. Here we go. Um, My daughter is coming to an age where she is noticing changes in her body. Oh, right. Mm. Uh, My mother was of a generation where these things were not talked about, so she never had the chat with me. I had always imagined that my daughter would learn about the birds and the bees and her monthly visits from Auntie Flo from school. 
but as we have been homeschooling, that might not be possible. Any ideas on how to discuss this with her in a sensitive but informative way? That's from Angie in Doncaster. Darling, I hope that Shopping Town opens up again for you soon. That, uh, that is the centre of the universe for me, Doncaster Shopping Town, and it is a travesty that it has been shut this long. So that's another worry for you to have, Angie. Uh, what about this? Her daughter getting mumps and bumps. You might just want to plug your headphones into your daughter's ears here, Angie. Uh, tell her what I told my daughter. Uh, it was a curse that was put on her when she was younger. She was naughty. I told her if she's naughty, bad things will happen to you. Every parent tells their children that. Well, that this is purely what it is. When I was younger, not anymore, uh, but when I was younger, up until I was about 30, I was totally flat-chested. I had you know, looked like an ironing board with two little rocks on it. And that's because I was a very good little girl. And, uh, and then around 30, I had my first sip of alcohol and my breasts started to grow. And I haven't stopped drinking and my breasts haven't stopped growing. I'm sorry, love, I'm confused. Mm -hmm. Birds and bees, what are you talking about? Lumps and bumps, bee stings or something, are you? This, this letter doesn't make any sense, I'm sorry. Well, she's asking about her daughter's tits and front bum. Mm -hmm. And you know what happens up until, you know, your sort of 50s or so. Once a month you get a visit from Auntie Flo, you know. No, I had an Auntie Jean, but she was in a home. We didn't, she didn't visit. No, no, uh, remember when we were younger we used to have to put... A rolled-up napkin down the front of our pants. Remember you get the cramps that come once a month? And you would get very, very angry. No one's ever told me about this. Why am I not aware of this? Right. Well, what happens is, uh, uh, well, when a, a girl becomes a certain age... Yes. Uh, ...some changes happen in her body, Edith. Right. And uh, little bits can sometimes get bigger... And sometimes, right. uh, once a month, uh, the inside of your uterus, the walls of your uterus, which is a little bit inside your body, it's like your stomach, uh, there's demons inside there, and they cut away at the inside of your uterus. They strip the skin off, and blood comes gushing, pouring out of your front bum. <laughs> and and that uh, is, is part of being a woman, unless you're a good little girl. And I'm you never get that. I'm just pulling your leg, love. I just wanted to hear you explain that in intimate detail <laughs> on our podcast, and I'll tell you what it was worth it. <laughs> oh. uh, Angie, um, really not the kind of thing for us to be talking about on air. That's it's really quite a private thing to be ashamed of. If you want to keep your relationship with your daughter healthy, don't talk to her about it. That's yeah. You don't want that on your mind every time you look at your darling daughter's face and have a flashback to that awkward conversation you had. Yeah. Uh, I think just pop her in front of an episode of Sex in the City and hope for the best, I think, love. Uh, yeah. That's how they all get their information these days anyway. Yeah. Oh, you tricked me then. I'm sorry. And it really would have been a waste of time us properly explaining it anyway, considering that 98% of the people that listen to this podcast are gay men who have never even seen one before. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point, love. I hope that was helpful, Angie. I hope that's helped you, Angie, yes. Yeah. Uh, Shall I read the next letter? Please, here you go. Uh, let me have a look here. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Dear Granny Bingo Girls, 
Greetings from sunny New Zealand. Oh, Kiora. Kiora. Uh, my grandkids all live in Australia, and I have been sending them little baked goods so they don't forget their nana during the COVID crisis. Oh, what a lovely idea, isn't that sweet? I'm running out of recipes and was wondering if you have any alternative recipes that I could use. They love slices cookies and brownies, or really anything that can travel internationally. Hope you can help. And that comes from Ingrid in Christchurch. Oh, no, 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 you've uh, you've mispronounced it. It's Ungrid. Ungrid, Ungrid, that's Ungrid. sorry. Ungrid, yeah. OK, Ungrid, I think I've got a few options here. For you. I think, oh, you know, rum balls, and you can, of course, make the kid-friendly ones. I don't know how young your grandchildren are, uh, but you can take the rum out, and if you don't put the rum in, then it's yours. <laughs> it's yours to keep. You can have it to drink while you're making them. Uh, oh, you can make chocolate spiders. They're always very, very yummy, and they'll keep. Uh, just have to maybe put some ice in there with them. I used to always love, uh, as a child, my dad made uh, a jelly slice that was made out of cordial. Instead of jelly crystals, he'd use cordial, and he'd put some strawberries, uh, pineapple, and the skin, uh, fried-off skin, of an echidna. Now, this is, of course, a very Australian one. I don't know if you'll get echidna skin in New Zealand. I guess you could use something local, even sometimes a lamb's rind. Mm. It will be okay. You fry that off and pop it in, and the secret ingredient there is calf's liver, like a pâté. And you mix it up with the jelly, the cordial, the strawberries, and the pineapple, and... uh, Actually, no, don't worry about that, Ungrid, because it won't keep. It only lasts about 20 minutes. That's true, yes. Um, People don't use enough gelatin in their baking these days in 2020. That's another problem God, with 2020. No. In our uh-huh. day, everything had gelatin in it, didn't it, love? And we all had those lovely everything. jelly moulds. You could get all sorts of shapes. You could get fish. You could get mm-hmm. the Sydney Opera House. You could get yep. a Dame Nelly Melba in a pan that you would set your jelly mould in. Mould, yeah. And you could put anything into gelatin, can't you, love? Oh, yeah, you can put whatever you want into gelatin. I, you know, fruit or vegetables, cured meats. Uh, I used to hide money in gelatin. Uh, my husband was a, a gambler, a really bad gambler, you know, to the point of stealing from his family and friends. So I used to hide all my money in jelly. I'd make it the red jelly because no one likes red jelly. And, uh, and so they would never eat it. And all my cash was stored in there. Where did that jelly go? I'm looking at this letter. You know I like to really focus on the words that people use in these letters. And this on the surface does seem like a lovely letter from a grandmother over in uh, our sister country, New Zealand, Mm -hmm. just looking to to help out her grandchildren. But uh, you're too innocent, Maureen. You you failed to read between the lines from these people that write in. And you're you're too trustworthy. Oh, no, what have I done? It's your greatest asset and your greatest fault. Have a look at this letter from Ingrid. Uh, You're on rocky ground here, Ingrid, which is ironic because you are writing to us from Christchurch. Very rocky there, yeah. It says here, she's asking for alternative recipes. I know what alternative means. Vegan? Is it vegan? Well, you know, those women with half their head shaved and they've got the piercings through the nose. The activists. The activists, the protesters, you know, the vegans and those. Uh-huh. Sorts of people. And what do they do? Um, they uh, drugs. Oh, oh, 
lots really? of drinks. Oh. And they have the heroines and they have the G and oh. the PCP and the H and the K and the LGBT, all of the drugs. They had take them all. But of course, it's very hard to get them in and out of the country, especially with all of these flights that have been granted. And Ingrid here is looking for recipes for cookies. They bake the, the H and, and the LGB into the cookies. And brownies as well. That's what, the, you know, the, the, the Rustif, Rustifarians have. You wouldn't know you're eating it then, would you? Well, no, but this is the thing. Anything that can travel internationally, she says. This is a drug-smuggling grandmother from New Zealand. Congress? We have busted an international oh. family drug ring of, of grandmothers sending drugs across borders from country to country, and uh, I will not be a part of this. I am sending this letter for fingerprinting. I'm sending it to Scott Morrison uh, to focus on. I know he's got a lot of spare time yeah. at the moment because Parliament have only said about 12 times. I'll be sending it to him and you can expect a visit from the Australian Army. They'll be coming over there once they've been able to quarantine for a couple of weeks and uh, arresting you oh. and taking you to jail. So don't go anywhere for the next few weeks, please, Ungrid. I tell you what, uh, you know, Ungrid, if I had the right mind and I, I really wanted to get rid of those drugs that you were sticking into jelly and cakes and sending to your grandchildren, just just send them to us first, uh, you know, but I'll just make sure that they get to your grandchildren. Okay, so if you send them to the Country Ladies Association, Melbourne, inner city sub-branch, 234 Little Burke Street, Melbourne, 3000, President Maureen McGillicuddy, I'll make sure they get to your grandkids. Maybe make a few extra brownies. Uh, I I think your, ch your, your grandchildren would love double choc chip muffins. And I thought, oh, I don't know your grandchildren well enough, but vanilla slices, maybe? And some chocolate crackles, and um, some rumbles, and uh, some chocolate spiders. Uh, I love that. Your grandchildren love them. And one dry Mari biscuit, please. And one dry Mari biscuit, please, for your grandchildren. And I'll make sure they get them. Okay, Ungrid. Uh, and watch out. Just when you're walking around, Ungrid, just hold on to something. I'd never trust Christchurch all that much. All right, uh, have we got time for one more? Uh, do you want me to read this one, Edith, or would you like me to pass it over to you? Yeah, you go for it, love. I'll rest my instrument. <laughs> oh, hands off your instrument, darling. Oh, hello. <laughs> Shante, you can stay. Stick around. Are you all right? Have you had another stroke? Oh, come on, Edith. I'm not having a stroke. I ended up on Stan the other night. Stan from room number 242? Yes, uh, actually. He's got a subscription to some streaming service and it has Paul's oh, Drag yes. Race on it. I watched the can... Ah, the can the yes. Cana I watched the one from Canada. Canadian Drag Race, I guess. Yeah, oh, it's in every country now. It is like, a, it is like COVID. Drag is like COVID. It, it, it slowly works its way to every country, claiming its victims as it goes. It is a disease. Men dressing up as women is a disease. You know, it's the only thing that could make me hate Canada even more is if their blokes started dressing up like Sheila's. Yeah, well, it's always been the tradition the other way, isn't it? Look at KD Lang. Yes, exactly. Uh, well, OK, this next one. Uh, dear Agony Grands... I have been applying for a lot of jobs over the last few months and keep getting to the interview stage but don't progress any further. Thanks to COVID-19, all the interviews are being done via Zoom. Wacko. And I get really nervous on camera. 
I know you've been doing Granny Bingo online via Zoom. Yes, we have, actually. And the next one is October the 5th. Uh, and I was wondering if you have any tips. Uh, that was sent to us on Facebook from Daniel. Uh, so he's been going for jobs, gets to the interview, but doesn't go any further. He's a bit nervous on camera. Interviews are being done on Zoom. Gee, that's a... <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day. Oh, gosh, I remember when I was younger, you know, a job interview involved uh, handing in your resume and then having to have sex with the manager. Yes, yeah. Uh, to get a job. Oh, gee, how things have changed. Yes. You couldn't do that on camera, could That's you? That's how you got your first job and your first house, love. And my first child. Yes, it's a difficult one. Uh, we do do Granny Bingo Vajim. Uh You could take a leaf out of our book, Daniel, and drink a lot. So much. And when I say a lot, I mean a mm. lot. Mm. If you watched, you know, Granny Bingo before, it's really just an excuse for us to get pissed. Yeah. Uh, we'll get through several bottles of red wine in the space of a couple mm. of hours. Much, much higher than the legally recommended amount of alcohol one human being should drink. Um, so you could try doing that before your job interview. That might help, Daniel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, another thing you might want to think about is it's quite possible that it's not to do with your nerves. Uh, it could be that your butt ugly. They might read your resume and they think, oh yes, he's very good. You do the phone interview, they think, oh yes, he's pretty good. We'll get him on for a video interview and they see you and they think, well, that's not the kind of face I want to have to look at every day in the mirror. I would have a think, Daniel, about the different things. Sink about a couple of bottles of red wine because that'll sort of get you match fit for when you do your interview. And then yep. when you are really drunk, start thinking about all of the awful things people have said about your appearance over the past and see if that brings back any memories that might answer yeah. your question for you and that should help with the anxiety as well i think yes oh speaking of you know don't focus on the things this is my advice don't think focus on the things that people have said to you about you you know that's that could be very destructive think about the voices inside your head when you look in the mirror what does what do mm, you say yes. to yourself that you don't yes. like about you and and work through those. Yes. And I think you will find, Daniel, and you did send this to us on Facebook, so I have had a little flick through your profile. I think you'll find that everything we're saying is true. Uh, you're but ugly, yeah. love. And it might be a good idea to perhaps go for a job where people don't have to see your face. Uh, maybe down a mine or something like that. What other jobs can people do where you don't see their face? You could be a mascot uh, for a football team, perhaps, with one of those big fluffy heads on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or you could you know host host a, a podcast as an old lady or do what all other ugly men who don't really fit in do and start doing drag at circuit or 86 or really any drag bar in the world you will find someone who doesn't fit in the other option now is i downloaded the new zoom the other day on my computer they did an upgrade or something or other and it's got filters on it they were so funny. They had sunglasses and a little bow tie and some cat ears. Maybe pop those on for your job interview. Pop the little filter on and you could be like a, you know, a theme park character sort of thing for it. So that would be another good idea. I think that they would appreciate your ingenuity. Oh, I mean, Edith, we've been, we've sort of jumped to, I suppose, one path of discovery here. Uh, it may not be Daniel's looks. He might be a good-looking bloke. It could be just that he's applying for jobs that he's not skilled for. He could be good-looking. 
those photos I saw on Facebook might have been old pictures. He might have fixed himself up. That's a very good point, Maureen. Well, in that case, you do need to work on your confidence. And one way to work on your confidence, of course, we all feel a lot more confident when we're naked, when we're in the complete buff, completely nude. Uh, so perhaps you could do your interview naked. They won't be able to see. Um, and, of course, you might need to do some some practising, of course, if, if you are feeling a bit nervous. So, Daniel... We might send you a little email with a Zoom link and you can practice uh, in the nude with us. We'll do a practice interview. Nana Maureen and Nana Edith will do a little practice interview with you completely nude and we'll tell you what we think. We'll say something like, uh, explain some of your best assets. Uh, (laughs) Yes, or or stand up and jump up and down. (laughs) Uh, And you know what, Daniel? The only qualifying question I have, I have a key selection criteria is that if you uh, can put a wristwatch around it and it doesn't slip off, you've got the job. Well, Daniel, I hope that this roadmap that we have provided you with uh, has assisted you with your little problems. Same to Ungrid and Angie. You know, we live to give. And that's what this has really all been about. Uh, So should we hear from a word from our sponsors, darling? Let's go to a word from our sponsors so I can get more money. Our city. With its special landmarks, its certain style, the Melbourne we love. It's lively, it's vibrant, and it's growing fast. We've got a new dynamism. And at the heart of this dynamic growth is Melbourne Central, a commercial and retail complex so ambitious, so dynamic, it will change the Melbourne experience forever, bringing with it exciting new standards of enjoyment and convenience. Melbourne Central, destined to become the new heart of town, the life of the city. The heart of town is beating in our city If you listen, you'll hear the beat grow strong The heart of town is growing fast in Melbourne, Melbourne Central We'll be the heart of town I think that ad might have been a bit old. Yes, I'm not surprised, to be honest with you, Edith, because, uh, well, I don't know, I, we're still getting paid for it. Uh, I went into the uh, CLA headquarters. You know, I don't really like to go into the big headquarters. I just like to go to our Melbourne inner city sub-branch office. But I went into the headquarters uh, last week for a meeting. There was about... 30 or 40 of us in the uh, in the small essential, meeting room essential of course yeah. it's essential of course and uh, and I'd looked in the pigeonhole first time I looked in the pigeonhole I think since I became the president my bad but that tape was in there with a check ah uh, Oh, uh, right. Asking us to advertise and promote it, so uh, I I just put it on. I think it's still relevant, isn't it? Oh yeah, very mm. relevant, very relevant. Mm. Um, now, while that ad was playing, we've received a complaint. Uh, what? 
yes, we've received a complaint about the podcast um, <gasps> about the last segment we did, which is very bizarre because this is a pre-recorded podcast. I don't really know. Oh, but that's the internet for you, Edith. That's the internet, isn't it? Everyone's everyone's upset. They're woke. You're right, yes. Mm. And uh, they're not very happy with the way we discussed drag queens in the oh. last segment. So I've acted very quickly uh, to save face. I've done a bit of ringing around during that ad. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I found us a Melbourne drag queen oh, who is wow. going... Yeah, well, I thought, you know, we'll get them on and then they can have a bit of airtime and that'll make up for it. Representation, you know. That See, that's incredible, Edith. That's incredible uh, in, in terms of finding a Melbourne drag queen who's available. At the moment, yes, I know. Mm. Uh, her name is Prue Laps. Uh, now, Prue was a regular on an old podcast called Talking Puffy many years ago. God and, almighty. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, that, my radio doesn't tune onto that channel. <laughs> so here we go. Here is Prue Laps with her community announcement. Popping out with Prue Laps. Hello, darlings. Prue Laps here, Melbourne's premier drag performer and Trevor Ashley's understudy at wet. And I tell you, that man's like a snake, the way he can dislocate his jaw. Welcome to Popping Out, where I let you know what's going on in the local gay scene. And I believe this is also being simulcast on the, the Granny Bingo podcast, is whatever the hell that is, along with my usual MySpace listeners. So there should be more than four of you this time, which is nice. Um, anyway, onto the gay scene. and Oh, look, there's not an awful lot going on at the moment. All the gay clubs and bars are shut. So, you know, I couldn't even go there, even if I wasn't banned. Sorters are shut. And look, let me, I hope they've taken the opportunity to give them all a good clean. Because it's been a few months now. So can you imagine what sorts of human lube hybrids are growing on those walls? Oh, the beats are still going. Oh, and they're, they're quite busy since they're the only thing still open. I've had to go on a waiting list for Westgate Park. If it wasn't for Uber Eats drivers and my self-locking front gate, I wouldn't be getting any action, I can tell you. My social calendar has been wiped out by this lockdown. I can't get to my regular shows, but even before the virus, neither could the audience. And, and once a week, I used to pop over to Molly's to unclog his drain and do odd jobs for him, but I can't even do that. I hope he hasn't forgotten to feed the twinks because they are going to smell. Oh, speaking of smells, what is that? <laughs> I should not have sniffed that. Oh, anyway. This lockdown has been tough on me, though. It has, I'll be honest. I live alone, and I'm not naturally a neat person, you know. My place is more full of shit than Carrie Ann's journal. Thank you, thank you. Ah, oh, you're welcome for that one. Keep it, take it home with you. Yeah, no, I can barely move for empty pizza boxes. But the good thing is, if they sit there long enough, the leftover cheese soaks into the cardboard, and I can get one more meal out of them. And then there's all the empty bottles. Oh, God knows where I got so much ammo from. Oh, and the whole place reeks of ammo. Like, I walked into the lounge room yesterday, yawned, and pooed myself. It just fell out. Not that there's much muscle control left down there. You know, it's got the doctors baffled. Yeah, I'm a medical miracle. They can't understand how it all stays inside. They've said that even a light breeze could turn me inside out. I'm just glad I'm a naturally hirsute person. It's my theory that, that the hair on my ass is creating a Velcro effect and keeping it shut. One big bottle of extra strength near, and I'd need to be re-sleeved. On the plus side, though, I never need to douche. One good cough usually does the job. 
Ah, uh, what else is old oh, my age actually having to wear a mask is a blessing. You know, I'm saving hours not having to cover up a lifetime of alcohol abuse and ammo burn. Honestly, once this is over, I'm considering just going the full-on burka. Yeah, makes it so much easier to lip sync. Oh, oh, and it's great if you don't want to be recognised by someone you've rooted. So, yeah, that's good. I can finally catch cabs again. Ah, uh, but you got to adapt, don't you? Yeah. I've even tried doing shows online, but it's not really working out. I did one the other night. Look, I had a couple of wines. I won't lie. I was lip-syncing to WAP, you know, Bacardi B, the you know, wet-ass pussy. Yeah, I love that one. And look, yeah, so I, was, I say I was lip-syncing, but I was basically just playing the track and finishing off some apple crumble I found in the fridge. As long as you're moving your mouth, nobody cares. But I passed out during it and ended up oh, in a very unflattering position. You know, legs wide open and my knickers had slipped. Oh, but I woke up two hours later and someone had screenshot it and my tuck had gone viral. I spent hours scrolling through the lively and ongoing debate on whether it was inside trying to get out or outside trying to get in. It's not the first time my tuck has gone viral, if you know what I mean, yes. <laughs> but uh, that explains some of the discoloration down there for, for people who saw it. And the, the rest of that was just texture. Oh. So that's what's been going on in my gay scene lately. Thanks for joining me for popping out. This is your old mate, Prolapse. Oh, if I don't move soon, my body is going to fuse to this toilet seat. So, cheerio. Oh, oh, dead leg, dead leg. Well, uh, there you go. Prolapse. I don't know. I Yeah. Anyway, we've done it now. I hope that appeases the angry keyboard warrior who managed to get in touch with us so quickly about it. I hope that shows that we are good people. Mm. We've done, we've gestured, we've done a gesture, we've, we've done, we've taken a leaf from the Corporate Australia Handbook and we've hired a drag queen to do something, therefore we are accepting and inclusive. Speaking of, we are available for corporate bookings. Uh, don't forget, we've been doing some yes. online gigs yes. uh, via Zoom, uh, which has been a lot of fun, hasn't it? Lyle? Oh, it's been terrific. You know, it's lovely uh, that companies are even doing this, that they're giving their, their people uh, something to do. Yeah. Often, you know, for Friday night or sometimes even on the weekend, whenever you want to do it, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And, of course, if you've got a private... A party or a group of friends, anything we will try to make work. Christmas parties are not far away and we won't be doing that at the pub and spewing and trying to make out with your boss. Not that I have. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of another episode. Uh, of course, if you have enjoyed this podcast, kiddies, and you want to support it, there's a few different ways you can do it. Uh, one way we would love so much, and it's completely free, is if you could go and give us a nice five-star rating and a review uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. That really helps us to get more listeners. Of course, you can share the podcast on your social media with all your mates. Or if you really want to help out, you can sign up to our Patreon. Patreon at patreon.com slash granny bingo and you can get all sorts of lovely rewards when you do that as, as well, can't you, love? That's right, yes, there's exclusive videos and uh, and messages from us. I've only actually just finished uploading uh, those nudes that Zac Efron sent me. Uh, so, that I mean, that we probably won't be able to post them again when they were only for the people that already were Patreons, but... Uh, you know, they might have something coming soon from other sexy celebrities. You know, maybe Matthew McConaughey might have sent me something. Maybe Ian Hewitson sent me a little naughty picture. Anyway, that's for Patreons only. 
I won't say any more. Make sure you tune in to the next episode, uh, where I'll be explaining what happened in the movie The Matrix. I'll tell you how to rewire your HDD inside a MacBook Pro 2014 models onwards. And I'll be giving away my lemon butter recipe. But until then, kiddies, I know it's been a tough year, but there's not too much left. Let's hunker down and get through the last of it. All right, see you, love. Bye-bye. Stay in Victoria and stop skipping into other states because that's very selfish of you. Bye. her daughter getting mumps and bumps. How, how does she talk about that? <laughs> getting, did you say lumps and bumps? <laughs> lumps and bumps. Oh, here's two men trying to present a sensitive <laughs> topic of, of, of menstruation and we're referring to it as lumps and bumps. That's right. <laughs> what about when? What, what am I going to know about periods and vaginas? <laughs> I make mine out of gaffer tape. That's all I know. <laughs>